In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. They loved it, all of them witness, but y'all ain't seen nothing We made the city with barely no money Imagine just what we could do with a budget We had to kill it, it never was optional Get out the way, yeah, we pushing the envelope We had to stop just to make it unstoppable They asked for my point of view, I say tropical Alright everyone, well, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast I'm Christian Brito My name is Jeff With me tonight, we've got the one, the only, Armando Crespo. What's up, Armando? What's up, guys? I'm only here because Dale and I don't get along, and we can't be on a podcast together, and neither one of us are hosts. So, Okay. Um, that's the second time I've introduced you with something way more than I should have introduced you. Um, this, I don't know, man. Um, I gotta stop it. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> 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 Wait, let me think of something clever to say. Um, Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> if, we, if we wait for that, it might be a while. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Anyways, guys, week five is in the books. A pretty interesting week that saw some big names be crappy and some random names be amazing. Um, and so we've got a lot of things to cover we've got uh we've got some of our mondo's quick hitting questions we've got some studs and duds we've got waiver wire stuff to talk about very jam-packed episode so we're gonna just jump right into it we're not gonna talk about Armando's boat we're not gonna talk about me being just amazing at fantasy football and i can't remember the last time i lost um i'm saying this during the monday night game so i'm gonna probably jinx myself and lose some of these matches but um, haven't lost in weeks. First place in, in DraftKings. I mean, I'm I'm a fantasy god at this point. Um, so if I can get that suck in my own dick drop real quick, that'd be amazing. I just suck on my dick. Suck on my own dick, man. Hey. Suck. I was going to sing it to you, but I decided not to. Please don't. <clears throat> um, I probably... Should shut up now. I'm just being obnoxious. So, Armando, I know you got a few little quick hitting uh, questions for me. Some some buyer stuff. So. Do you want Do you want to go over the notes, the the news real quick? Just a couple, All two right, or three ahead. little things. Uh, I'll let you start with the news. Let's get into the news and notes. We have drops for a reason. News and notes. News and notes. Okay, so first thing, Charles Sims is on IR. Tim Bay game is going on right now, so that makes Jacquez Rogers a must add. If he's available, grab him. And the biggest news is the offensive coordinator change in Baltimore. I think the mine the my dog just started growling. <laughs> uh, my biggest note on that is um, the offensive coordinator they promoted was with the Jets when they had more running plays than passing planes back in I don't know 2013, 2014, or 2012 somewhere around then. So that means there's going to be a lot more work on the ground for Terrence West or Kenneth Dixon. What do you think about um, that, Rito? I mean, this offense. 
for some damn reason, Terrence West ran the ball uh, 11 times. And um, against one of the worst. Yeah, and they threw the ball 46 times. Like, that is not a balanced offense, and that's not utilizing your offense properly. Um, I do. I do still think Terrence West has some value and he'll get the first crack at being, you know, the number one running back. But um, as we'll see in our in our waiver wire ads, I really like Kenneth Dixon and his potential for later season value. So um, I I do think it's a good change for the running backs in this offense. Um, And we'll see what happens with that receiving core, especially with Steve Smith out and still waiting news on that. Yeah, um, another thing. Gary Barnage has an ankle injury. We'll see what happens with that. That's going to be interesting to see. Um, I, I'm pretty sure he's dropped in most leagues, but if he's not, he might have to be dropped now at this point. Um, I think that covers all the big no- news. Steve Smith, we're still waiting to hear what comes out of with his injury. But Kevin White's going to have fibula surgery this week. Um, so he is probably going to miss a large portion, if not the rest of the season. Um, with Eddie Lacy, he supposedly is fine. But his status for week six is still up in the air. Jeremy Hill, while banged up in this last game, is set to already return to practice this week on Wednesday by all reports. All right, let's do some quick hits because that's way more interesting than this shit. Okay. Damn, Armando. You're the one that wanted to bring up the news. <laughs> Just in case some people care. Um, so my first question for you is Melvin Gordon. Um, where do you have him ranked? I know his yards per carry is atrocious. 3.4, I think it is right now. Where do you have him ranked the rest of the season? Right now, he's fifth. Um, do I think he's going to be a top five back? No. Um, but I think that he is a guy that is going to fall into production because he's the only guy. He is, to me, what, you know, um, holy crap. Why am I blanking on this guy's name? Uh, rookie running back for Cleveland Browns, drafted third overall. Terrence. Trent, Trent Richardson. Richardson. He is Trent Richardson his rookie season that just kept scoring all those touchdowns. Wasn't necessarily super effective, but was still good for fantasy. Um, and that's kind of what Melvin Gordon is right now. He doesn't necessarily have to be super effective to still be good for fantasy. I don't think he's a top five back, but I would still have him rest of season as a top 12 guy. And um, I think if you sell on him, um, a lot of people are concerned about that yards per carry, and you might not necessarily get full value. Um, if you've got somebody that's willing to give you full value from Melvin Gordon right now, maybe in that situation you would do it, but it would have to be. What's, what's full, top, what's full a, value? Give me three name. Give me three names. Who would you trade Melvin Gordon straight up for running back? Running back well, t- typically I'm not going to do a running back to running back straight up bet like that. It would be to get, you know, a wide receiver or some position that I'm lacking, um, straight up. Straight up running back first, um, probably would do Lamar Miller, who has a nice schedule rest of season and and has to, at some point, score a touchdown, right? Like, his production is there, except for the minus this week with the eight carries for 20 yards. Um, (laughs) But every other week, his production's been there, but not necessarily the the touchdowns. As far as a wide receiver, let me look at this list real quick. Let me give you some, what I would consider a fair value at this point. Um, I mean, do you think you could yeah, get, right do you think you get Jordy Nelson for Melvin Gordon? It depends on the league, but yeah, I think that, I think, I think that's, that's a good trade. Fair. Considering Jordan, considering Jordy Nelson has been 
hit and miss last. I think this week he had what ten points only. Yeah, it's not too bad. But um, I mean, the Packers schedule rest of season really starts to open up, um, and mm-hmm. and I mean that's a good that's a good addition right there. Um, maybe a guy right. like. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's value is through the roof right now. Yeah. But he's... Um, Alshon Jeffrey for sure. Well, I, I don't think that's... A, I would yeah, rather I think, have... I think, that's like that's a line where I would rather have Melvin Gordon. I'd rather have Gordon than Alshon Jeffrey rest of season. Even, I'm not like out on Gordon either, right? I'm not like, oh, you, you need to sell before the you know everything burns down. That's where, where Dale is kind of on, on Melvin Gordon. I'm not there. I still think he's going to be productive. I think, you know... He finishes the season Cons- as a top twelve back, <clears throat> right? Considering what the running backs are out there, like I would rather have the guys that are ranked around him right now are Carlos Hyde. I would rather have Car- I would rather have Gordon, Lashawn McCoy. I'd, ra- I'd rather, rather have, have McCoy. McCoy. McCoy is um, playing lights out. I read a stat today that he's averaging um, almost five and a half yards per carry against teams that are at- allowing like. Damn it! What was this? What was the number? Three point seven yards per carry average. So like he's running so much better than everyone else has run against the teams that he's facing. He's he's back to me. Like he's really going to just be productive the rest of the season. Yeah. So the five guys behind. I'm just going to name them. So you say McCoy. You rather have ahead of him. Um, Tevin Coleman. I would still I'd rather, rather have Gordon. Gordon. I'd rather have Devontae Freeman. Free- I'd rather have Gordon than Coleman, but I'd rather have Freeman than Gordon. I agree with that. That was going to be my next question: Coleman or Freeman? You pick Freeman. But Garrett Blunt still rather have Gordon. And the only guy ahead of him that I would consider having over Gordon is Carlos Hyde. I don't know. I would still rather have. Here, yeah, here's Hyde. here's the list of guys that are that are right around his area that I'd rather. I'd rather have McCoy. I'd rather have Hyde. I'd rather have Freeman. I'd rather have Anderson. We I think we made that bet or we didn't. Yeah, I'd rather CJ have Anderson. Anderson? Eh. Did you no? Because Booker's getting that's, a lot of work out of there. Enough. He should be on our list of. He's getting ten carries right now. CJ Anderson had sixteen, was it? It's yeah, it was bad. a sixty forty running back but uh, split last week. That's fair. Yeah, you're right. Probably rather have Gordon. I'm, I'll retract that. Um, let's do one more. Gurley. Oh man, that is a good one. Hmm. I'll give you three more. Gurley's like making me go back and forth because I just think Gurley's such a better player. And Gurley's Gurley has had three straight weeks of double digit fantasy points, you know, and and the last two have been against pretty good matchups, pretty, pretty difficult matchups. So, you know, give me Gurley, actually. I'm not against that. Mark Ingram. Uh, I'll take Gordon by a little bit. Yeah, it's close. And Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard's a very interesting one. Like, I I even texted you today, man. Like, I don't know what the hell to do with Jordan Howard. (laughs) John. (laughs) I mean, I think you got to hold on to him, man. Just keep him. See what happens. Whatever. If his value drops whenever Langford comes back, so be it. But as long as he's the guy, you fucking plug him in. And he's great. He really is. Yeah, your stat you gave me today was 90% of the carries. You're not going to find that on the open market. You hold on to his 90% ass. of the carries for Jordan Howard, um, of the of the overall running back touches. He's he's on the field a yeah. ton. John Fox seems to trust him. Um, the thing is, when Langford comes back, 
it kind of makes me think of the scenario last year where Matt Forte came back and, and Langford still had a role um, and they kind of split a lot of work for a few weeks. makes me feel like that might happen, but that Howard might actually take over as the lead back, but with Langford still getting a significant amount of work. Yeah, if they're going 70-30, that's fine. 60-40, that's fine. I think Jordan Howard can be productive with that. I mean, he had, what, 13 carries and he had over yep. 100 yards running and... Yeah, that's fine. Let's just do that. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess we can move on to running. Okay. How about who's your top it's running back the rest David of the season? Yep. Still David Johnson? Is he your number one, number one overall pick um, now? For redrafting right in now? In a stand. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. In, in a, Where do you have the Any league format I would probably take. Yeah. So this was Theoretic's second best or best game of his career where do you see him the rest of the season hmm. I don't I don't trust these two two big games that he's had um, I traded him away for a reason I, I don't trust him the other three games have been six points or under um, he's a top 24 back but I would not want him um, as an every week starter but if yeah, he's your RB2 or your flex, I mean, you're fine. You know what I mean? And that's that's yeah. kind of where you're yeah. starting him. So I got no problem with that. You're not starting him as your RB1. He just has, happens to have two very nice weeks, and he'll probably have one or two more of those. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree with that. Uh, DeMarco Murray, right now he's number two on my running backs. Do you see him finishing around that area? I kind of have him finishing in the top 12. But I think he's top a top three, five guy for the rest of the you? year. Yeah. You think so? You think he stays Absolutely. healthy with that amount of work? He, um, he had one bad year with an offense that did not fit his scheme. Now this power running offense, um, he's getting a ton of work. And we've seen him hold up with a ton of work before. And, um, I mean... Every single game has been a start, and almost every game a stud. I mean, we're okay. This is um, <clears throat> this is half point scoring 20, 18, 24, 24, and 16. That's a start every single week. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I love him. Top five guy rest of the season. If he's healthy, I agree with that for sure. Um, Legarrett Blunt. I mean, with the return of Tom Brady, you saw what happened. Thirty-seven yeah. yards. Where do you have him right now? Right now, he's top. He's top ten. He's number nine. Where do you have him the rest of the way? He's not a top ten guy, and I don't think anybody that drafted no. him thinks he's a top ten guy. He's a flex play every single week. Um, I I know that he only had thirty-seven yards. However, he had eighteen touches. That's a lot, man. That's eighteen carries. That's still a lot of work. For some reason or another, he wasn't able to to find the room um, on Sunday with only 37 yards on those 18 carries. But if you're getting 18 carries on the New England offense, which I don't think he will every week, I think he's more in that 13, 14 touches range, um, that's still enough to be a flex play every single week, and he's going to get you a touchdown more often than not. Yeah. All right, let's go to the wide receivers. Um, so I'm going to eat. I'm He's going to finish. Blunt's going to finish the year with double digit touchdowns for sure. Oh yeah, I mean he's on pace to finish with more than double digits right <laughs> yep. now. Um, so Sammy Coates. Last week we talked on Friday and he was ranked 42. <laughs> this week on Monday morning or Monday afternoon he is ranked number nine. So Sammy Coates, what Sammy do we do Coates with him? Is <laughs> if he's available in your league 
and he's available in um hold on, I got the ownership percentage on my sheet, but I uh He has he has a hundred more yards. Ownership percentages right on the sheet? What the fuck happened? Oh, I what did I do? Oh yeah, it's, I'm sorry. I'm like he's only owned an eight per, um, percent. No, well, that's that's NFL's stupid. Um, he's owned in thirty nine percent of overall. So that's counting ESPN, Yahoo, and NFL. Thirty thirty nine percent of leagues. Sammy Coates. So he's available in sixty percent of your leagues. So if he's available, he's their number one waiver wire ad at least 50 yards in every game this season, which is a pretty nice mark. I mean, that means that every single week you're getting some production. You're never getting a zero. Um, I love Sammy Coates. I mean, we talked about this last week. Yeah, I just, I mean, he's he's clearly going to finish in the top 40. I, I can, <laughs> I'm wrong on that one right now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just don't see him finishing. I, probably in top 20 at least at this point. <clears throat> they continue. I mean, he played the Jets, who, I mean, you saw what A.J. Green did to them almost 200 yards and I don't know how many touchdowns. So, I mean, that was their biggest weakness and they took, definitely took advantage of it. So I don't think he's going to have this same game again. Probably had the best game of his career, but he's definitely going to yeah. continue. Did you already start the studs and duds? Is that what you just did? No, I'm just going through names okay. that I want to talk about. Yeah. Is that part of your studs and, and duds? Uh, and part of the waiver wire. Okay. So we'll come back to him. He deserves for it to be talked about twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, next guy I want to talk about is Jarvis Landry. Dun, 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 dun. He's been pretty bad the past couple of weeks. Oh, six, 61 yards, 28 yards. I had him ranked in the top 12 to start the season. I saw a poll on Twitter where they had him. They had him compared. Who's the best wide receiver? It was Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, A.J. Green, Jarvis Landry. Where do you see Jarvis Landry going right now the rest of the season? Right now he's 21. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. If you play in any sort of points per reception. So I'm looking at our our half point PPR league, Armando. He's 14, right? And yeah. in do you, do you see him finishing there though at this point with, with how bad Tannehill's been? I can name 13 other wide receivers I would rather. <laughs> I could have. probably name 20 other wide receivers I'd rather have because that Dolphins offense is inconsistent. But he's the one piece of that offense that I do trust, um, and it has. There's there's a couple things here in play for me. Um, the Dolphins' offensive line has been horrendous. A very large part of that is due to a a litany of injuries and players not being on the field. Um, the left tackle for the Dolphins this week was um, rated as the worst left tackle performance so far of the year. Um, NFL history. <laughs> not, not in NFL history. I, I wouldn't say that. But um, I think he gave up three sacks on his own and like five quarterback hits and like seven quarterback hurries. It was it was bad. Uh, I would have to look up the exact stats, but um, it, it was awful. And Tannehill doesn't have time to throw. He also holds on to the ball way too long. But Landry still has plenty of value this year. Um, he's a guy that you probably won't get exactly what you want for him in terms of um, if you want to try to sell him or anything like that. So uh, not a guy that I would try to buy, not a guy that I would try to sell, just a guy that I would hold because I think his value is a little low right now and he's better than what he's played. And if you're in any sort of PPR or half PPR, he's been okay. 
Two bad weeks. Yeah. I, it's yeah. concerning. The offense is not great, but just hold them. Yeah, I think better days are. I hate the Dolphins' bad. offense, um, and I hate having Dolphins players. So for me to say that he's going to be okay is me being very confident that he's going to be okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, are you worried at all about DeAndre Hopkins or Will Fuller? I know DeAndre Hopkins failed everyone out with a running a one yard touchdown, touchdown but, uh, at the end of the game. Like, I just yeah. I, I tweeted this out yesterday. Brock Osweiler is bad. That's it. That's all you need to know. Like, he's not a good quarterback. We saw. I mean, this was this was kind of my argument for Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders having a good season this year. Is the quarterbacks in Denver aren't going to get worse? Um, and they didn't. They, they, there's a reason they let Brock Osweiler go, and it's because he's not good. Um, and that offense doesn't seem to know exactly what to do. I mean, they've got three great weapons in Lamar Miller, Will Fuller, and DeAndre Hopkins. And Hopkins is just not getting it done over the past three weeks. Bailed out by touchdowns in in all three of the weeks that he's been a start. So week one, two, and, and five that you've been okay with DeAndre Hopkins has only been because of that touchdown. If he doesn't have that, yeah. <clears throat> his season is looking pretty bad right now. He's wide receiver number 20. What can you get for him in open market right now? What do you think? Give me two, give me three names you would trade for him for if you own DeAndre. Hopkins. I think you could get a lot for him right now. And um, I think his value is still very high based on last year um, and, and based on the preseason. I think you can get a ton for him. Um, <clears throat> Let me ask you a question. Would you rather have rest of season Melvin Gordon or DeAndre Hopkins? I'm going to turn it back around on you. Melvin Gordon. I think it's easier to find a replacement wide receiver than it is a replacement running back. Hmm. Okay. What do you think? Um, I agree with wanting to have Gordon, but I disagree with the statement of being able to find a replacement. Um... That, let, let me let me put that in I mean, context. It's easier to find a flex level wide receiver, but it is very difficult mm-hmm. to find an elite wide receiver. And you can find that off the waiver wire on an elite level running back. Like you could get yeah. a Jordan Howard, for example, off the waiver wire early in the season, and he could be elite for the rest of the season. You're never going to find that at the wide receiver position. I think the ship has sailed on it, you finding any more elite running backs off the waiver wire. Unless, Unless there's, there's an a big injury, injury I've, I've, which is agreed. It's it's over. I mean, you're, D'Angelo Williams when Le- Le'Veon Bell gets injured, he when, will be elite again. When Le'Veon might... Bell gets injured, <laughs> the same goes with Carlos Hyde. Same goes with Sean McCoy. Their backups are going to be very valuable towards right. the end of the season. That being said, you have to wait for an injury to get yourself a replacement level running back. With wide receivers, they're they're always out there. Right. That's fair. I mean, Sammy Coates is on a lot of people's waiver wires, so there is some exceptions to what I'm saying. So. I know Williams is in a lot of people's. Fuck. We need a cough button. Probably because I'm dying. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you three names. You tell me if they're droppable at this point. Devontae Parker. Uh, I don't know about droppable. He's, you're not starting him. Is he wide receiver 50? 48. Um, low. 48. So in four, that's in four weeks. Um, these are his receiving totals, 106, 51, 20, and 70. I don't think that's terrible, man. It's not terrible, but I'm, maybe I'm overreacting to the Dolphins being this bad. 
He was the leading receiver that was this bad. week with 70 yards. I wouldn't drop him. I I think he can wait. What about Deshaun Jackson? He's had two really bad weeks against some really bad, some really good. Well, Baltimore's a good defense. Yeah, but five yards against Cleveland. Okay. Um, That's pretty bad. I'm not Not starting starting him. him. And maybe if there if there was like a Sammy Coates on the waiver wire, absolutely, I'll drop him. It all depends uh, okay. who I'm dropping him for. Like, I would drop exactly. Deshaun Jackson if Quincy Anun was on the waiver wire or Tyrell Williams is on the waiver wire. Um, Eddie Royal. I dropped Deshaun Jackson for Eddie Royal. Well, that, yeah, I agree with that. Um, so we're not going to really talk too much about these guys in the waiver wire, but who would you rather have, Nelson Aguilar or Doral Green Beckham the rest of the season? That's kind of really deep but i just made a face like i don't really want either one there's there's a lot of guys that are probably available on your waiver wire that i'd rather have over either one of those guys yeah i'm just one of those guys has to emerge jordan matthews is good but he's not elite and i think that one of the other two guys are young and they're gonna i think Aguilar's just not good Hmm. he's just not i mean his season high was week one with 57 yards and a touchdown after that, I mean, you're looking at 42, 21, 27. That's his, that's his receiving yards total. That's pretty much what he is. He's a 30, 40-yard guy, and that's it. Okay, next one. Martellus Bennett is currently the number one tight end in fantasy football. Where do you see him the rest of the season? Um, he's a top 10 guy. He's not going to finish in the top five. Um, <laughs> that's because no. they're just slowly easing Gronk back, but... Even even then, Gronk was pretty good, and and um, you know, you trade. Do you trade Bennett, or do you hold on to him at this point? If you have, yeah, let's I say Delaney Walker, I don't believe in him for the rest the rest of the week for the rest of the year. Okay, but you still see him finishing from if he has zero points right now. <clears throat> the rest of the way, you still have he's him top zero 10. points. He's he's a. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Top we're just, twelve. Sorry, this is week option one from week to week. I don't. There'll be weeks where he gets a touchdown and he's a viable starter, but um, I don't think he's going to be a three touchdown guy, uh, not once again this season. You know what I mean? Like that's just not. I'd be surprised if he has another double digit, a double touchdown game, a two touchdown game. All right. So let's move on to t- quarterbacks. Would you drop Eli Manning at this point? He's been pretty awful. Yeah, I don't feel <laughs> confident starting him. Um, where do you have Brian Orr if he plays the rest of the way? Where do you have him finishing? Quarterbacks are right so now? deep. Um, you know, fifteen to eighteen maybe, but he's been a lot better than than anyone could have predicted. Yeah, three hundred yards uh, and three, three straight four, games. Five. Yep, and two touchdowns. That's not bad. Like if you're if you're in the need of a quarterback or you drafted Tyrod Taylor for whatever reason, <laughs> Brian Orr is definitely an option. Well, you gotta be like that <laughs> to the man. <laughs> Sorry, Dale. There's nothing, there's um, nothing wrong. All right, I think Tyrod Taylor. Okay, maybe a little bit. Where where's where's Taylor right now in terms of quarterbacks? He's yeah. top twelve. So top 12. why do you why are you hating on Tyrod Taylor? He's just consistent, but he's not getting you over twenty points. What, hundred and twenty four yards and two touchdowns? That's that's pretty god awful. Yeah. 
Hundred. He's yeah. Hundred nineteen. Hundred eleven. Hundred twenty four. He hasn't broken three hundred yards yet. Passing. I'm talking about guys passing. I'm a little worried about Tyron Taylor. I'm not. But whatever. He's fine. All right. Let's move on to. Then we want to stubs and studs and duds. Studs of the week. Sammy Coates. I mean, came out right at the beginning with a long touchdown from Ben Roethlisberger. Ends the game with 139 yards and two touchdowns. Could have had more. Um, number one waiver wire pickup for me this week. Um, not much else to say there. T.Y. Hilton, 171 yards and one touchdown. Um, <clears throat> for me, Armando, for as long as Dante Moncrief is out, T.Y. Hilton is a top five to ten wide receiver and i don't think there's any reason that you should doubt him from week to week at this at this point now he's been pretty i I can't believe how good he's been ripping the fiu did they um i think uh, correct me if i'm wrong did they change he's not the deep wide receiver anymore that's philip dorsett now he's getting he's like the recept he's like the possession wide receiver now that's why he's getting all yeah he's he's a little bit of both and he's always going to be a little bit of both, I think, from here on out. Um, and he he yeah. is who luck trusts. So that makes that makes a huge difference. Last stud I want to talk about is Theo Riddick, 82 yards and two touchdowns. Um, just a, a beautiful week, but we talked about him a little bit. I, I don't think he's going to sustain this. I just think he's going to have a few of these weeks. Um, and then other weeks are just going to be ugly where he gets... 10 carries for Four yards. 10 carries <laughs> for 27 yards and that's it you know what i mean like and and he's always going to add like if, in PPR though he's always going to give you 4 or 5 catches that's where his value is if you're in a standard league not so much would you uh trade for or just hold if he's in a PPR league? league i like him i do like him a lot so that's the difference if he's we i play in um so it depends so <laughs> Um, I'm all over the place. I play in DraftKings, which is full PPR. I'm in a couple leagues that are half, and then you know our league of record is standard. So um, it really, it really completely depends on. In our standard league, I traded him away. I don't want him there. But in a full PPR, I mean, those five, six points that he's going to get for those catches makes a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you before we move on because I'm really, I, I, I think Theo Riddick's all over the place. I don't know. I don't even know what to do with him. Um, would you rather have Jeremy Curley or Theo Riddick the rest of the way? Let's just say yeah, I'd, ra- I'd rather have Riddick. Play, play I, I, I think he is a running back top 24 guy rest of the season. What about Will Fuller? Ooh. <laughs> Give me Riddick. I know all the dynasty guys are like, oh, but they focus way too much on, on future events. Um, Give me Riddick rest of season. McKinnon, that's a good one. I think that's a great one. <laughs> that is a very tough one because we saw McKinnon be bad this week. I think that was kind of a, a one-week aberration mm-hmm. with the 60-40 split. No, not even. It was 55-45, um, the split between McKinnon and Asiata. But I think that had a lot to do with McKinnon not being very effective this week. Um, hmm. Give me... Riddick's been very good two out of these weeks. What's what's the format? P- You're such a point dick. PPR. <laughs> <laughs> um, give me Riddick. That's right. really close. Um, what about? It is right. I agree with that. And Quincy uh, and Newman. Uh, give me, give me Riddick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, sorry. Another quick hit with you. Quincy Inouye or Eric Decker? Rest of the season? Unfortunately, yeah. give me a noon one because who knows how long Decker's going to continue to be out. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious about that one. All right, we can go back to your duds. All right, so duds this week. Pains me to say it, but Lamar Miller, 20 yards on eight carries. What are you doing, mm-hmm. bro? That offense was painful to watch. Buy low, guys. Buy yeah. fucking low. I don't even know what to offer him. I want him. I don't know what to yeah. get someone for him, though. Like, Hollow Sulo. Sproles no. for Miller? No. I, might, I might rather have Sproles at this point. I'm kidding. It's guys. a joke. Armando makes jokes, but sometimes it's really hard to tell. Um. Anyways. Because Sproles has been yeah. better? All right. Uh, Julie, Julian Edelman God, was disappointing. Edelman. I mean, the Patriots were amazing. Mm-hmm. Where the hell was Edelman? Kind of disappointing. Probably smoking a cigarette. He seems like a guy that smokes cigarettes. I bet you he smokes cigarettes place. after he has sex. I would. Okay. Will Fuller. <laughs> Will Fuller. <laughs> Thanks for reading the sheet at the same time as I did. Thanks, Armando. And uh, Jinx. No, we're not going to do that. And then Kyle Rudolph. Um, okay. Yeah, that was disappointing. I traded for him this week. I gave up, what, TJ Yeldon for him. So you gave up that nothing really for him. Fucking disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I have Tyler Eifert, and I have Jimmy Graham, and I didn't have a tight end. I didn't want to drop either one of them, so I just traded TJ Yeldon. three tight ends? Well, I picked up Jimmy Graham off free agency. because Please trade one of yours. Which him. league and is this? I, this is my oh, listener league. I going to say. This... That's three elite tight ends. I don't. I don't know who. I don't know who to trade because Tyler Eifert's coming back this week. Jimmy Graham has been amazing, and Kyle Rudolph has been amazing. Yeah. So since you brought up, since you Pick brought one, up Brito. rest of season, I I would yeah. take Eifert. But since you brought up Jimmy Graham, his production is not going to go away. He's for real. Like no, I, I think he is. The only reason I'm saying Eifert is I think Eifert is a touchdown machine. But if, if if I knew today how long Eifert was going to be out and it's like three or four more weeks um, for sure, then I'm taking Jimmy Graham. Like, he's he's very close. Yeah, I definitely <clears throat> agree with that. I, they changed when they when, when Jimmy Graham started having his, his best weeks, they changed the way they used the offense. They went to more of a three tight end set, and that's when he started producing. The first two weeks, they didn't have that going on at all. So we'll see. Kind of need to do it with how bad that O line's been. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right, you want to go to the waiver wire now? Yep. We really need a cough button, man. We should do like a choking on a cough nope. noise Armando, for that. Come nope. on, man. <laughs> That's what I get for sucking on my own dick. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get into the waiver wire. <laughs> waiver wire. Um, I don't think we need to spend too much. The, the waiver wire is going to be so ugly this week. I don't think we need to spend too much. <clears> definitely time not the running backs. Well, We're some... not going to spend a lot of time on the running. No. Where where there is some interesting guys, the wide receivers. So we'll give you some quick running back names here, Armando. Start it off with the first one. Jay Ajayi. In my opinion, if you're desperate, you grab him for a bye week fill in. But that's no more than that. I mean, he was bailed up by a touchdown. If he's getting all the work, maybe he's a flex starter. But, yeah, that's it. And then we have Darren Sproles, who I think does have value throughout the rest of the season. Yeah. What do you think? Dar- Darren Sproles is, has shown that uh, 
he he can uh, he can have enough touches to be a you know running back three. I mean, he had nine touches, five five carries, four catches, sixty eight yards. Um, he's he's got a floor, right? A floor that'll make you feel comfortable plugging him in at a flex on a on a heavy bye week. But you're not doing much more with them. Couple quick guys, um, I put here, um, <laughs> here because DeAndre Washington looked kind of bad. Um, we don't know how long Latavius Murray is going to be out. So, are you picking up DeAndre Washington or are you picking up Jalen Richard? Also, it really bothers me that his name Jaylen. is Richard because it clearly says Richard. I'm picking up Jalen Richard. Jalen Richard. Sorry. Stop calling <laughs> yourself Richard, man. Um, Bobby Ramey. I think for me, he's the most. You're not going to say anything about Rashard and Washington, are you? <laughs> no, the, I don't think either one's worth a pickup. I don't. I think if you stay away from Oakland running backs, if you have them, trade them away. They're not worth. There's three guys. This is the same thing as the Giants last year. Three guys that are completely useless Damn. at this point. All right. Damn, Daniel. Okay, so Bobby Ramey from the Giants. I think he's the most appealing guy on the waiver wire this week. Yep, he's the guy, like you said, man. He's filled in the Shane Vereen role. Had six receptions now for the past two weeks. Um, at least six receptions for the past two weeks. Um, yeah, PPR okay, leagues. Here we go. Definitely. Before you say anything else, I'm going to give you three names. Rank them for me. Bobby Rainey, Theo Riddick, Darren Sproles. Riddick, Sproles, Rainey. And that's that's in that's in either that. format. I kind of like Rainey the most because he's the biggest question mark. We've seen him play, you know, in Tampa Bay for a couple of years, but in that New York Giants pure pass catching running back role, I think it's gonna be interesting to see him. He's run. a former Gator, right? Yeah, okay. I think so. Next name, next name is James White for one more week because Dion Lewis should be coming back pretty soon. They say he's they're saying he's ready. So actually, we should talk about Dion Lewis as well. Wait, 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 wait. Why is why is he coming up as Western Kentucky? Am I confusing Bobby Rainey with somebody else? Yep. I'm confusing him with Chris Rainey. Oh, shit. So (laughs) was I. Maybe they're cousins or something. Western Kentucky. My bad. That's why I questioned it, because I'm like, I don't don't know if he's from... Okay, James White for one more week. If you're desperate, I think he's definitely worth a pickup if you aren't a bye week. Fuck up. Dion Lewis, I think if he's available, you fucking grab him right now because he's one week away from coming back. And the last name we're going to talk about is Bilal Powell. Um, if somebody can tell me on Twitter whether Bobby Rainey or Chris Rainey are related, that'd be great because that's going to bother me now. It's spelled the same way. They're probably related. Speaking speaking of very interesting facts, did you know that (laughs) offensive lineman James Wilson? Never mind, doesn't matter. Never mind. Okay, and Bilal Powell. Um, If you're if you're a Matt Matt Forte owner, you should panic (laughs) because Bilal Powell is eating into his work. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like I'll give you give me give me one second. I'm going to give you the the um, the report right now. <clears throat> it's like 46 to 53 um, or something. This last week, 58-42. 14 touches to 10 touches. 
The week before that, 60-40. 30 touches to 20 touches. Oh, that's a lot. 50 running back touches. I'm sorry. That's the last two weeks. The last two weeks, 30 <laughs> touches to 20 touches. That's a lot, man. That's a big, yeah. big difference over the first two weeks. And they're both pretty shitty, so... Hey, if you're a Matt Forte on a hey, fucking panic, you just, just they, go... They're, they're what? not what? terrible. Matt Forte's been pretty bad. For where you drafted him, I thought he was going to be great, and he's been a huge disappointment. He's had he's one not really been good ter- week. Listen, man, I told you not to draft him, first of all. And second of all, he hasn't been terrible. You're right. I, I didn't draft him. <laughs> he's he's uh, running back 12 right now. After one week with 30 damn points. <clears throat> Man, this Tampa Bay Carolina game is fucking ugly. Three zero going going into yeah. halftime. Okay, <clears throat> Armando, focus, focus. We got okay. uh, we got to talk about the wide receivers now. This is where, this is where I would spend my waiver wire priority or a decent amount of chunk of change. If Sammy Coates is on your waiver wire, how much of your fab are you spending on him, Armando? You who hated Sammy Coates last week you probably didn't hate him, but you who didn't believe in Sammy Coates one week ago. How much are you spending on Sammy Coates on your fab? If I'm desperate for a wide receiver, I'm probably spending him probably around 20%. I'm, s- I'm spending more I'm than desperate. that. I'm spending 30, 35% so? on my budget on Sammy Coates. Considering the guys we have coming up, I think they I like these guys more week to week versus Sammy Coates being, you know. All right, I'll, say, I'll tell you guy. what. He plays the Dolphins next week. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Fucking beautiful to watch the Dolphins eat him alive. Get out of here. <laughs> now it's gonna happen. This is the week, right? I'm gonna tout Sammy Coates, and uh, he's gonna have one catch for seven yards. And Miami Dolphins are gonna win after I've already bailed on them. I'm completely off the. You know, I'm not even gonna probably watch anything outside of you know Red Zone Channel with them kicking field goals. Um, all right, I'm, I'm obviously a very angry Dolphins owner. Let's just move on. Sammy Coates. Pick him up off your way of a wire if he's available. Spend your priority on him and uh, and your fab. Armando says 20%. I say 30%. Let's split the difference. Uh, spend about 25% of your budget on him. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Meredith is the next guy we're going to talk about. With Kevin White out and uh, Brian Orr hating Alshon Jeffrey, I think Cameron Meredith is definitely worth a uh, pickup. I'm not sure how much. But he's definitely worth a pickup. I mean, he got a lot of targets yep. this week. And if for some reason Eddie Royal is still available, I don't believe in Eddie Royal. I rather I rather pick up Cameron. He Karen is. Meredith. I mean, Cameron Meredith right. is the Every, guy that replaced Kevin White. He's the outside guy. And Kevin White got so he was getting more targets and, than Alshon and Jeffrey. Eddie Royal is the slot. You know, he's an interior guy. He's not necessarily out there for every play. Um, so you rather have Meredith over Royal? Okay. Yeah. Oh, for the rest of the season, while Kevin, Kevin White's Kevin out, White's right probably going to miss. I mean, he's season. having surgery on his fibula. Yeah, they place him on IR. No, he's okay, eligible right. to return. So, at least eight weeks. Cameron Meredith, he's another guy. I mean, how much are we, would you spend on, on him? 20%. So you, would, you spend the same on Coates I, as Meredith? I, I th- well, I, the, the point is here that I think Sammy Coates is – a matchup-based start, and I think Cameron Meredith can turn into someone where you can play at any point. Okay. I think Sammy Coates, he played against the Jets, who were terrible against Your dog is the a pass. jerk. Hold on a second, my dog's a friend. Yeah, um, I think I wouldn't necessarily go 20%. I think he's an ad. I think I might 
spend a priority on him if he's available, especially, I mean, if he's in a deep, if you're in a deeper league, I would definitely go for him. Um, I'm spending more in the 10 to 10, 13% of my budget. So 10 to $13 and a hundred dollar fab is what I would go on Meredith. I think he's going to inherit all of Kevin White's targets. and actually be good. Kevin White was getting around eight to nine. Yeah, I think, I mean, he, he showed that already against a pretty banged up Colts defense, but still he showed it. Man, Kevin White has been a hell of a first round bust. <sighs> Poor kid. All right. We got, we got the wide receivers. There's, there's three more guys here, Armando, that I really want to talk about. Um, and I think they're, they're all worth it. Yeah, Jeremy Curley's the next guy. Um, I don't know about this man. I don't know, but if you go ahead, you you, you give Listen, me your spiel. The only 49ers receiver that looks competent is Jeremy Curley, and I know, and I said this with Dale on the show before. It doesn't feel good to start Jeremy Curley. Nope. That being said, he's their number one guy on a team that up until now has had a crazy amount of running back touchdowns. Right, it's starting to balance out a little bit. Jeremy Curley has two straight weeks of him having a touchdown, 88 yards in Week Four, 102 yards in Week Five. Um, seems to be gaining the trust of Gabbert. So, my concern here is what happens if they make a quarterback change. That's why I'm not necessarily spending a ton on him, because I don't know how that offense might change. If it continues to be Gabbert, I'm comfortable especially in some sort of um, <clears throat> half-point or full-point PPR. I mean, he had nine targets this week, six, pa- six catches. He continues to be productive enough that I would feel comfortable starting him. Yeah, I, I got nothing negative, positive to say, so let's just move on. To you ain't got Andrew. nothing nice to say, Armando. Don't say nothing at all. Exactly. This is who. This is the guy I would pick up off the waiver wire if I had to spend thirty percent. Would be Chris Hogan. I think Chris Hogan's going to be really fucking okay. good, man. I believe. I believe in Richard's theory here. He was our deep threat, and Julian Edelman did not get a fucking target. Well, I'm sure he got a few targets, but he wasn't very good. So I believe in Chris Hogan. I think he's going to be really good with uh, with Brady out there. Okay. Thank you, Armando. That deep. That deep analysis. <laughs> Brady's back, man. Pick up Chris Hogan. All right, that's basically what Armando said. It is what it, it is, is what man. It is. They've got a tough slate coming up. Well, never mind. Bengals have not been tough. Oh no, Derek, Dak Prescott just ripped them yeah. apart. They've been surprisingly bad. Mm-hmm. All right, last wide receiver I want to talk about here, Devonte Adams. He had eight targets. He was on the field for more snaps than Randall Cobb, had 85 yards and a touchdown, and is a guy that I've continued to say, I know he's not great, but I kind of trust him more than I trust Randall Cobb right now. Even though Cobb had a decent game, um, over 100 yards for Cobb, um, but I I still continue to think Devontae Adams is going to finish the year as the number two guy in fantasy for the Green Bay Packers. I agree. He's a free agent in most leagues. So his ownership. You, uh, I'll give you his ownership percentage right now. I'll give you his ownership. Fine, you give me his ownership percentage. In NFL.com, he is currently available. 
He's only owned in 6.3. Yeah, so we'll give you, I'm going to give you quick ownership percentages on all the guys that we just talked about. Sammy Coates, like I mentioned, 39% owned. So available out there. Um, I'll just give you the how much they're owned in. Jeremy Curley's only owned in 8%. Tyrell Williams is owned in 65%, um, which I have not mentioned him. But he's a guy that I, I do want to mention here. Um, he's still available in over a third of leagues. If you can pick him up, I mean, he's had a huge week. Um, I really believe in Williams' rest of season. Um, yeah, him. I might okay. change my stance on who I think is the number one wide receiver for the for the Chargers. I know last week I said I think I think it'll be Benjamin, but <clears throat> Benjamin was actually third in snap count behind Williams and Inman, and seems to yeah. seems to just be really their their deep threat guy on a lot of plays and, and has a lot of plays off. So I think it's Tyrell Williams who I would take as the number one guy and still available in over a third of leagues. Chris Hogan is owned in 35% of leagues. If you're looking for some deeper ads, like we mentioned, Cameron Meredith is less less than 2% of leagues Cameron Meredith owned. So you can pick him up. Adam Thielen, I still don't know how to say your last name. So owned in less than 1% of leagues. Um, as long as Diggs is out, I think he's a good ad. And then Bryce Butler, Armando, do you think he's worth an ad in deeper leagues? Only owned in 3%. No, I think Terrence Williams is, though. He's proven whenever does is out, he's somewhat okay. competent. Fair enough. And um, I think, uh, like you mentioned, Brian Hoyer in a deeper league, quarterbacks. Um, if, you, if you really need a quarterback, you know, waste a, waste a few dollars on your, on your budget on Brian Hoyer. Or Marcus Mariota. Mariota has a great schedule coming up after playing the Dolphins he's got the Browns the Colts and the Jaguars I wouldn't start him though that guy is so hit and miss he's either going to get you 40 points or two okay maybe not two like Like, five that's that's fair that's fair but you know that's a deeper quarterback target maybe alright two I got two questions for you if you own the Minnesota Vikings are you dropping in this week because they're going on by probably not they're one of the few defenses that I I probably would not. For the most part, there's, you know, out of the 32 teams, um, there's only maybe two or three that I would keep during during a bye week. Yeah, they're currently number one by about 20 <laughs> points. They're, among they're amazing. Yeah. Um, two, let me give you two more names. Is Golden yes. State droppable? Okay. I kind of, I kind of don't agree. I Didn't think you he is, just dropped them and pick them up later. You just dropped them, Armando. Yeah, I did. Okay, but I, it's a five bench league. I, you know, if I had six, no, yeah, I would hold on to him. I okay, but they're they're trying to get him the ball. I think in most and formats, so the, he is and so late in the fourth quarter, he had one catch. Yeah, but they're giving him carries, which is very interesting. They're trying to get the ball. In He's not hands. good. I'm sorry, that's not true. It's not good for fantasy. He's pretty fucking good. He can only get better, but I just I right. there's better options. I'd rather have Tyrell Williams rest the season. Yeah, I agree with that. He's the number one option in the San Diego offense Wait, that moves the ball really fucking is this well. Tyrell Williams is mm-hmm. number one option in San Diego. Tyrell Williams is currently ranked 15 yep. among wide receivers. Um, is D'Angelo Williams droppable? What do you do with him right now at this point? Do you trade him to... The only person that he has value to is the left bell owner. Le'Veon Bell. And again, like I told Dale, that team does not use more than one guy. 
<laughs> Zero points this week. Zero points. Zero. Ninety-seven percent of the touches went to Le'Veon Bell. Um, I have a question for you. This is for a trade talk. What do you want for Isaiah Crowell in our keeper league? We'll talk about that off air. All right. I um. I think Isaiah Crowell is a guy that, so long as he's not playing an elite team like the Patriots, he's a top 15 to 20 guy and worth being your RB2 every week. But if he's playing a team where the where the Browns might get blown out like this week, then you're kind of praying for a touchdown. <clears throat> I mean, it's not like they didn't use him. He had yeah, 13 was, carries just, this week. It was an ugly game for the Browns all around. One one point seven yards per. And I think carry. I think if McCown comes back, which I mean, all reports are he's he's coming back to practice this week. Um, may not be ready for this week, but probably next week. Um, once McCown comes back, I really like uh, Crowell going forward because that offense will at least have to somewhat. The defense will somewhat have to pay attention to some passes. See. I kind of think we should. Sorry, let's dive a little more into Crawl. I think Crawl's a sell high. Really, but he did yeah. have a bad week, so he's a sell. Yeah, well, think about it. he. He plays Tennessee this week, which is pretty good okay. against the run. The New York Jets are amazing. Dallas is really good. Then he plays Baltimore. He has one good matchup against Cincinnati, which is you know he saw Ezekiel Elliott did. I don't think he's Ezekiel Elliott, but he's not going to be good for the until Week Ten when he plays Pittsburgh. The Giants. He has no. Good. He has no Buff. name value, so I don't think he's a sell high. I think. Based on what you could get for him, you're much better off having him on your team than selling him. My point is you're not going to start him anytime soon. Until I'll start him against Tennessee. I am going to start him against Tennessee. Comfortably? More comfortably than I would start Jeremy Hill. Over McKinnon as well? Yes, I will rank it that way as well. Who is McKinnon playing though? All right. He's on by, so definitely uh, playing him over McKinnon. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see if I get you there. <laughs> so yes, I will be playing. I will be playing Isaiah Crowell in probably all of my leagues this week because Jeremy Hill is playing the Patriots. Um, so yeah, I'm going to start him as comfortably okay. as I can. Wait, did we did we talk about Jordan Howard? Because yes. I feel like he's really interesting. What did we he's say about him? A guy that remember I said I didn't know what the hell to do with him, and then we talk. That's right. Come Top on, 12. man. It's like you're not even Top. here for the show anymore. Aww. Hey, man. You call me, you call me Richard? <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> All right. Uh, you could find our show at Eat Sleep FF on Twitter. You could find Armando at Thunder Crespo. You could find me on Snapchat. Yes, dude, we get it. Dicks out for Harambe. So you can, so you can see, so you can see my exactly. Damn, I'll make a dick. No, out. let me do it because you won't do it for Harambe. You'll do it for, you know. <clears throat> I'll do it for Harambe. What's yeah, what man. Harambe? You know who that is? What's that? No. Okay, please tweet pictures of Harambe at Thunder Crespo on Twitter. Um, you can find me at C Brito Fantasy, and uh, if you want to submit a question. You could go to eatsleepfantasy.com or eatsleepfantasy.com slash questions because I finally figured out how to do that on the website. 
And if you're wondering where Dale is, I'm stowling, cherry red, cherry.